supported. So what I want to do is I want to talk about these monthly challenges that we're going to start doing because when people are idle, that's when we start letting things get to us. That's when we start letting, um, you know, stuff happen that doesn't really help develop us and where we're trying to go. So there's no such thing as idle time. So if you're in your business or if you're working a nine to five and you say, hey, I don't have anything to do, that means that you are failing yourself and you're failing your potential clients or you're failing your employer, right? So just by a show of hands, I want to make this interactive as possible. Um, we're not going to have the, the, the high numbers that like my regular Facebook lives do because I want to focus on this group. The thing I love about the small group is I get to answer everybody's um, question, right? So that means that we get to be interactive. So please chime in. You can't sit back and hide like on my regular Facebook page, right? You actually have to chime in here. So which means that, hey, it's a group, right? So we, we're going to win together. We're going to go through some things together, but we're going to share um, I'm gonna try to dump out everything I got into you guys, uh, you know, instead of just doing it on a regular Facebook page. At first, I was like, I'm gonna just go all the way live on Facebook and just take it down. I ain't got time to be playing them games. If I go live on there, I just go live on there and I take it down. But I still want to go live in here. Um, but I want to talk about the monthly challenges first. I know you guys got some votes in to see what challenges you guys want to, uh, you know, to see what what challenges you guys want to take advantage of. Right, as far as the savings challenge, the no splurge challenge, the um, which ones that we do? Let me let me look at the poll. So it looks like the uh, the five book month must read uh, five personal development books that had the highest vote. Second is the ten uh, the lose ten pound month, right? Where we got to challenge ourselves to lose ten pounds in a month. Uh, the third one is the hundred dollar entertainment month. Some people don't understand what that means where it means that you got to pick one month where we choose together that we're not going to spend over a hundred dollars on entertainment which means movies which means going out to eat which means that stuff that's not directly bringing money back to us or helping develop our our growth um and then the acquire 12 new affiliate partners three times a week that was added by rick martin del campo that was dope um, the write a new book challenge. So who was on my webinar Saturday where I taught you guys how to write a book um, within a weekend? Say I was on or something like that. So the, um, because if you weren't, those are things that we're going to do in here where we start sharing how we write books, how we're going to get a book written over a weekend. So I think the average person, man, if, if we're in the early stage of entrepreneurship, we should be able to write four or five books. Most people I've mentored, um, or coach down the road rather from coaching them now or did coach them. Most of them are published authors. One thing they're going to leave, uh, well, most of them, you know, the ones that I had the challenge with at that time, one thing they were going to leave with was, you know, becoming an author. So, you know, becoming an author doesn't have to be hard. And that's something before you leave this group, everybody in this group better be an author before you leave this group. And if you don't, you're failing me and you're failing yourself. So I'm not going to let that happen. You're not going to not on my watch. I'm not going to let you be lazy, right? We're going to get this. All right. And then we got the wake up at 430 every day challenge. See, Rick, he's been listening to me because waking up at 430 is a thing of mine. But now I pushed it back to 530 because I decided to go live. And I'm not going to get into bed to like 1245 after I shower. So good four hours, maybe almost five hours of sleep should be all right. Then we got the no meat for a whole month. And then we got have one new client consultation every day by that by Angel. Um, that's definitely a good one too. So keep, I think I got that pen. So keep adding suggestions there. 
so that we can actually get 12 challenges and over the next 12 months we're going to hit every month with a challenge and then we're going to have an accountability i have something really really special for the winner right because everybody can't afford my thousand dollar a month mentorship what i'm going to do is the winner of the challenge gets a month of mentorship thousand dollars value right you can't beat that so the winner of the challenge every month they get the next month of a one-on-one -on -one mentorship where we're gonna audit the business we're gonna go and we're gonna try to build some things out to set you on a path to where you can grow your company automate do whatever we got to do but so I want to go ahead and start this you know that's the monthly challenges that's something that we're gonna work on um, and I like that Karen said I got my outline done that's dope so she already got the outline of her book done so that book challenge she's gonna destroy it right so um, we're gonna crush this next year I don't want no excuses right if I had to drop the price to three dollars to get you guys in here I'm gonna get you guys in here it's like 200 requests that or 200 people that for some reason they checked out on here and they still haven't even uh, requested the group and they're like I didn't get it and it's kind of crazy now so but we'll figure this thing out so um, I want to talk about corporate America growth secrets first so by a show of hands just say corporate America or say full-blown entrepreneurship so if you have a nine-to-five still even if you got a business just put corporate America if you only 100% focus on your business for income and feeding your family type entrepreneurship it's okay to have both right but if you have both go ahead and type uh, corporate America but if you only depend on if the only income you got coming in is from entrepreneurship type entrepreneurship therefore um, I would know which one to attack first because if we don't have any corporate America people in here I'm not even gonna cover that of how you can grow your way into and out of corporate America, right? So I see some corporate America people in here and the goal of this I'm not 100% against corporate America, but the goal is to get you out of there. And that's the reality We're trying to get you out of corporate America, right? And the ones who are entrepreneurship We're trying to get it to where you don't have to go back to corporate America now corporate America You can create your own corporate America, right? And that's the goal, right? So it looks like we do have more people in corporate America and we got to and, and that's good that means that you know hopefully we can share some valuable gems um, to where we can either grow up in corporate America to uh, and, and then grow out of it right leaving corporate America is not always the best uh, idea Miss Roller said entrepreneurship plus Social Security hey look Miss Roller there's no way in the world I would have believed it till I saw it she's so dope she came to the LA training right and um, when she told me her age I was like you joking She's like, I'm old enough to, you know, I got grandkids your age. And I thought she was joking, but, like, she's dope, so you'll like her. So, Stevana said entrepreneurship only. Uh, Miss Fran, is it Fran, it's Francois, right? Or Fran, Francois, Francois, or Francois. Um, I hope I said that right. But Captain Nicole said corporate America. Okay. Um, Keezy said corporate America. Jennifer said corporate America. Now, right now, somebody go ahead and just type over here really quick name two things right now that's keeping you inside of corporate America two things right just two two small things is keeping you inside corporate America say benefits uh, the pay you know I'm scared to leave whatever so just everybody just chime in type two reasons why you haven't left corporate America or two reasons why you're still in corporate America right now 
So just go ahead. And while you're doing that, um, we're going to talk job interview secrets from both sides, from being the person that's getting interviewed and holding the interview to make sure that you're hiring the right people. And I know I covered um, what to use to hire people to make sure that they're a good fit on the coaching or on that webinar over the weekend. But um, I'm going to share that here tonight, too, with hrdirect.com. So I share that website for you um, in the event that you want to pre-screen your employees before giving them the job offer to ensure or guarantee that they're going to be a perfect fit for you so that you don't make a hire that you regret later because you thought that they was a good interviewer. Everybody that's a perfect interviewer doesn't mean that their natural character is going to be a, a good fit for the job. So Karen said money. Um, and What's up, Karen? That's my bro. Uh, Brian said money and freedom. Uh, Francois said insurance and pay, salary plus benefits from Jennifer. Karen said just money. <laughs> Karen said insurance and income, money benefits, and a custom comfort zone. Comfort zone is damaging. Comfort zone is why people don't leave corporate America. So that's dope. Those are some good, really, really, really good. The thing of why I was scared to leave corporate America is because when you get a family, and you are either a husband or you a single parent as a mom. Um, it's super every it feels that, you know, sometimes it feels like everything is on you. Sometimes it feels like it's so stressful to where thinking about like, what if I lose my job? What if I lose my job? Now think about this. Now, if you lose everything, would you rather it be your fault or would you rather it be somebody else's fault for mismanagement? So answer that question in your head. You don't have to type that. If you lose everything right now, would you rather lose it due to somebody else mismanaging the company or would you rather use it based on, uh, you know, living out your dreams and it just didn't quite work out? One thing I've learned is that everybody on this call right here, and I guarantee you they'll vouch for me on this, everybody on this call right here that has become a full-time entrepreneur, it's nothing you would ever be able to do to make them go back to a nine to five. It's impossible. That's considered like going back to being homeless. That's considered like really, really bad going back to a nine to five, especially if you created the entrepreneurship habit. It takes six months. That's the life cycle. It takes six months to create an entrepreneurial lifestyle or a habit. Once you remove from corporate America six months and actually depending on entrepreneurship income, it's almost impossible to get them to come back. So uh, Captain Nicole said, income and haven't found out how to capitalize for my business ideas. Now think about this. How many of you that's in corporate America right now calculated how much money you bring the company that you're working for? Say me or say I haven't yet, right? If you haven't calculated how much money you're bringing your corporate job, then there's no way you would know how much you're worth in that job, right? So a lot of us are like, man, we make $20 an hour, we make $30 an hour, but we might be bringing in $90 or $100 an hour in that position to the company where we don't know how to take what we're good at, create our own clientele, doing what we already have skills and already love doing on our own. The biggest problem is, is we are scared. And it has really not too much to do with being scared. It's not having the opportunity. But the question that I get most of, and I'm, I'm going to go back to what I was going to talk about. The question that I get most of is, uh, Derek, when do I know when it's time to leave my nine to five? I pop in groups all the time and people like, hey, I left my nine to five. I did it. I did it. I did it. And then my thing is, is I, you know, I, I want to start asking them like, okay, gotcha. I know you left your nine to five. Um, but my question to you is, um, why? 
Why did you leave your nine to five? So some people are like, I'm so scared. I'm a risk taker. Stop being so hyped up by people that saying, hoorah, you did it. You jumped out there. You pretty much no safety net and all of that. You would know when it's time to leave your nine to five when you don't have any more free time outside of your nine to five. Now, the problem is, is you work eight hours a day, nine hours if you got an hour lunch break, right? You go in at nine, you get off at six, right? So from six o'clock to 11 o'clock at night, right? You probably spend about two hours getting your kids situated, which means that now you're down to three hours to focus on you. The problem is, is I see lots of entrepreneurs in that time frame, they would have that three to four hours on themselves outside of that nine to five, and they don't maximize that. They're not maximizing that plus their lunch break of that hour, but then they leave their nine to five. And then they say, hey, I thought going out on, you know, I thought jumping out in there, the entrepreneurship world was going to really help me, but it really didn't. And the reason why I knew it wasn't going to help you because you didn't maximize the time outside of your nine to five before you can go in and replace yourself. When, when you know it's time to go back into uh, or go jump out there on your own and, you know, with no safety net is when your nine to five is actually getting in the way of your company. But let me tell you something that happened over the last 15 years that makes leaving your nine to five where you don't have to, where you can have a safety blanket, have that safety net to where you can almost guarantee that you would be able to be successful outside of that nine to five. Now, if you want me to share this with you, say, go ahead and share it. But I want to share something with you guys what happened over the last 15 years to where you can automatically guarantee before leaving that nine to five that you will make it on your own without worrying about if you're going to fail or not. And it is a certain trigger point when you need to leave your nine to five. And I want to share it with you guys. So go ahead and say share it. Go ahead and say I'm ready for it because I want to make sure that you guys want it. Right. So now look. Now you all you have to do is body the job, right? And I know he's like, oh, I knew he was gonna say this body thing. Good thing about now we're living in a global economy, right? Who knows what a global global economy is? Global economy means, now I, I'm not gonna get all into politics and say the Democrats versus Republicans and all this. All I'm saying is it's time to take advantage over whoever created what for us to be able to take advantage of, right? So now we're living in a global economy, which means that when you're talking about getting a job or getting something fulfilled, you can get a person from all over the world to fulfill a job that you build out, which means that global economics means that do I pay $20 or $25 an hour per job or do I pay $3 an hour per job? Where can I get a sweet point to where I get it efficient enough to get this job done to where I can make sure that I'm not losing anything? So now this is the most important part about bodying that I'm always talking about. Who knows what bodying means? Type it down there. So I'm going to save you some time. It means build, organize, document, then delegate. So now I had a coaching call. I just got off, and one of the biggest problems during the discovery call was I have free time, but I just find myself not doing nothing. If you're an entrepreneur, there's no such thing as free time. It's 12.09 a.m., and I just freed myself up to stay busy again by saying, let me build in the group, right? So the thing is, is my free time, I took it to say, let me build in the group. You guys paying $2.97 a month, I got to give value, right? And if I give value, it's enough value in the group to make sure that people get more value. And if you want more value, I keep giving more value. So it's no such thing as free time when you got stuff to do, right? So the problem is, now think about it from this standpoint, 
when you get the three and four and five hours away from work, build out each position that you want. So think about this. Always prioritize the money source. Anybody knows what that means? Ms. Roller said back in 01, I left my nine to five through the workers' comp. That made it really easy. No, that's definitely a good alley right there. You know, a good transition to sit home and just like get it together. That's dope. So come on, somebody chime in. Prioritize the money source. So the money source means. All of you guys are like, hey, I want to start a credit repair company. I want to start this kind of company. I want to start a tax company. I want to do this. Whatever the product that they're going to buy, prioritize that, build that out. So now I can tell you in about 30 hours, it takes you 30 hours to sit there and like really build out an A to Z process. So, hey, I sell credit repair, right? So let's say I need to go ahead and get my dispute letters, get my dispute flow. And if I spend 30 hours, I can just have it together. It don't have to be perfect because I always talk about done is better than perfect because perfect never gets done. Now I got 30 hours where I built the money source out, right? I got 10 hours nurturing that money source, which means that in the 10 hours that it's going to require to nurture that money source, I need to build customer service around it. I need to build sales around it, right? So now what you just did is you spent about 30, maybe 50 hours bodying that position, right? So that when, when it was time to, to build it out, now you're going to spend some time organizing. Then you're going to document it. And then what you're going to do is you're going to delegate it. Yes, you're going to delegate it. So now think about this. Before you leave your corporate America job, you're making $25 an hour. Can you live on $21 an hour? Yes or no? If you're making $25 an hour, can you get by on $21 an hour, right? So if we're good with budgeting and things like that, we should already have it in our budget to where we're not spending that money to where we're saving enough to where we're good, right? So now, if we're making $25 an hour and we can live off $21 an hour, what we're going to do is we're going to body it. And while we're working our nine to five, we're going to pay somebody $4 an hour to do what we're freaking doing. So now think about this. Stop starting the business after you left your nine to five and they're saying, I need help. Bringing help in to somebody from across the street or somebody that you know, and because revenue ain't coming in and you can't afford to pay them what you're paying them, let me tell you what 90% of entrepreneurs fail. They come in, they hire somebody that they can't afford to pay, and then they give them a partnership. So therefore, now you partners and they're not going to respect you as an employee. So you just left a $25 an hour job. And you're starting entrepreneurship where you can't afford the employee, right? And this is the breakdown. I'm giving y'all the game. I'm not just talking to hear myself talk. So now I left corporate America to hire somebody to give them, you know, not even, I can't afford to pay them. So now I'm going to give them partnership. And now we're in there sitting there thugging it, struggling, trying to make ends meet. And we got to share the profits coming in, which now it ain't even worth it to us. And then we end up back in corporate America or us and our business partner don't quite work out. Business partner starting the company from the beginning, and, and y'all both knew the entrepreneurship. I've never seen that work. Never, ever, ever. I've been coaching people forever. If you know somebody that that worked for and that's their first venture, please let me know because they cracked the code, right? So instead of leaving your nine to five, right, and leaving that $25 plus, um, per hour job plus benefits, wouldn't it make sense to hire somebody at $4 an hour? You're still making $21 an hour, right? Hire somebody at $4 an hour, you're replacing yourself for that same 40 hours because you built out to replace yourself for the 40 hours in your business. So if you build it out right, 
to where they're doing the same exact duties that you would do in the business because it's built around the culture that you created in your spare time. If they if they never bring the money in for you to leave corporate America, then you would have never made the money to leave corporate America. Now, if y'all understand that concept, say, I understand. If you want me to elaborate more, say, elaborate. What I'm saying is, instead of you being the guinea pig after leaving your job, create the whole job in the day-to-day and the system around what you want. Put somebody there for $4 an hour because it's a global economy. Let them replace you on the back end and doing everything, right? And then if they start generating enough money for you to leave corporate America, that means that you are in position to where you would have been generating enough money to leave corporate America because it's built around your culture. 90% of the businesses who do it this way before leaving corporate America, now think about it from this standpoint. You can have a person making $4 an hour working 40 hours if you by yourself with the right systems in place can handle 100 clients paying $99 a month. That's $10,000 a month coming in, and then you can leave corporate America. You can leave corporate America, give them a small raise. Now you're leaving corporate America without even having to be in the business because you built the business out and it's already bodied and you have positions in place so that now you can start bringing people in and actually be a real CEO instead of jumping back into the rat race as an employee, right? So the thing is, is the bad part of us leaving our nine to five is we've never been a CEO and we hire ourselves as a CEO and then we fail because we've never been a freaking CEO. So instead of going through the ranks, building out the ranks, putting a person at $4 an hour into the ranks, and then going that way until we're boom, you're promoting up, promoting yourself up so that when you're walking into it, you got it built out. All you have to do is build the business out from ground up, and then you can leave your nine to five with a business ready for you to walk in. And then guess what? What if you were in your nine to five making $30 an hour, $25 an hour, you're paying a person $4. Now they're bringing enough money in to cover themselves, right? And then you hire the second person who's bringing enough money in to hire themselves, right? And then now all of a sudden, you didn't build them out of your spare time. See, our problem is we're trying to take clients too early before building the process so that the clients will have a life cycle to come into. We're taking money from a client without knowing how the client is going to leave our program. We winging it. Right. And the thing is, is when we winging it, we're going to have to try to figure it out. We ain't got time to be trying to leave our corporate America job and figure it out. We should have already gone ahead and built the pipeline out, knowing how they're going to end the program when they graduate. You hit the 600 club, you get this certificate. You hit the 700 club, you get these T-shirts. Our goal is to put you in the house. Boom. Go oriented. You got your house. This is graduation. We're going to do this big ceremony video, blah, blah, blah. Boom. You graduate. You happy. Boom. They're going to share the whole video. The experience went well. Now, based on that experience, now it's time to make money. Put them in a referral campaign, affiliate campaign, automate that out to them. They send it five clients to you, right? That's a pipeline that you know how they're going to enter and know how they're going to exit. If I fail them, what retention programs do we have to bring them back? How much can we spend to get a retained client, right? Because this client might have only paid us $200, but we got protocol in place to pay up to $300 to get a $200 client back because if we know if we make them happy, they send five clients. Now that $300 investment turned into $1,800, right? So the thing is... Don't look at it at surface level. Look at it as a way to actually put protocol in place so that when you do leave your nine to five, you actually have a business in place. And guess who's hiring themselves as a manager or a product manager or operations manager because you built it out. Now, if you do it the right way, you don't even have to go through the rat race at the bottom. You can come in and hire yourself as an operations manager because you've built it out. And guess what you're going to do? You're not going to go and say, oh, I'm generating $300,000 a year in profit, so that's how much I'm making. No, you're going to freaking say, I was making $60,000 on this job. 
I am going to resign from this job, which you're nine to five, and I am going to hire myself as the operations manager in this job and pay myself $70,000 a year. Because what happens is we get stupid when we go from $50,000 to $200,000 a year business, and we don't understand business income is not like personal income. $300,000 in business is not $300,000 in corporate America. $300,000 in business is equivalent to fifty-five dollars to $60,000 in corporate America. So don't hire yourself and just think all that money yours because you got to have it for a rainy day. you got to have it for operation growth because I don't care what you do. You're going to stall out on your, you know, your target or your ideal client base at one point or another. That's just like when you start a business and you say, I'm booming, and you're having your organic crowd, your organic crowd is going to run out. How are you going to bring more people in so that when you have that $300,000 cushion, i got to put $100,000 in client development. i got to put $100,000 into new generation. i got to generate a whole nother brand type so that the new clients that I'm targeting who I haven't tapped into that market yet because I maximize mine is going to like my company. So $300,000 in a business is not $300,000. So what you're going to do is when you build it out, hire yourself as an operations manager, you're building the thing out like you're supposed to. That's when you know it's time to leave your nine to five. Now, I hope I didn't like just go like way out there. I try to break it down so that you really understood that. But don't just try to leave corporate America so fast. You're in the perfect zone. You're basically at this point right now getting paid insurance and you have a job to take care of yourself while you build a business. Take advantage of getting paid. Because if you leave it and just jump out there, everything goes away. Somebody's paying you right now for 40 hours of your time. 24 times 7 is, I my math, what, what 24 times, what, 20 times 7, 147 times 7. So what, what, 7 times 7, oh, 24. 20 times 7 is what, 144 times 7 is 28, 168. It's 168 hours in a week. They only want 40 of them. I sleep five hours a day, right? When I was building it out, I sleep. Some of y'all are like, oh, I need my beauty rest. We ain't got time for beauty rest until we millionaires, right? Y'all can beauty rest that thing when you got a million dollars sitting in the bank account where you can go on and beauty rest the death out of yourself, right? It ain't time to beauty rest right now. We ain't got time to be cute. Uh, you know, we want to jump on there. We want to make sure that before we go Facebook Live, we got our lashes, our makeup, everything done. We want it perfect. But done is better than perfect because the person out there who you're saying, she don't look all that. She grinding because she don't care about her look. So now ain't the time to be cute in our business. Now ain't the time to try to be cute with this thing. The thing is, is you get five hours of sleep a day. You got to earn more sleep. So five, maybe six. And some of y'all going to say this unhealthy, right? You got the weekend to sleep. You know, take your Sundays off, right? But the thing is, is six times seven, that's 42 hours, right? 42 plus 40, that's 82 hours right there. That's sleep and that's work. So out of 82 hours, right? Plus, I'll give you another five hours because that's break time, lunchtime, whatever. So 87 hours out of 168, you got 79 hours. You got 79, well, 69 hours. I don't know my math. Yeah. No, 79 hours, right? So you got 79 hours. Right? 79. I hope my math ain't all the way up. Somewhere like that. 69, 79. You got something like that, man. You know. Uh, so you got 69 or 79 hours to build your business out. Now what's the excuse? So your 9 to 5 ain't getting in your way when they only ask them for 40. And you got 79 out between that and sleep. Let's give your kids 30 hours a week. You got 49 hours. You still got more time 
outside of entrepreneurship, I mean, outside of your nine to five, you got you you got more time than they asking of you to think about yourself, but we making excuses. So you mean to tell me if I gave you 49 hours a week, because Saturday we out spending money, we out of the mall trying to enjoy ourselves, we ain't did that, we ain't earned that. We haven't earned that. You know, if we want to be in corporate America all our lives, that's fine, right? Just go on spending money, live your, live your life like you want to. But if there's something you want to transition to create a corporate America, you got 49 hours, and that's get, with leisure time. That's giving your kids, that's being in your kids' games, that's picking them up for practice. That's even giving you some time to work on self, right, and work out, right? I'm giving you that time. You still got 49 hours to focus on your business. And you mean to tell me in 49 hours you can't body that business, hire somebody at $4 an hour to run that, to replace you, create a $100,000 revenue stream a year, right? So now if they generate $10,000 a month, that's actually, what, $120,000 a year, right? If that one person that replaced you, so simulate that if you were, you were there, right? One person can handle 100 clients with a system. Right, there's gonna just boom send a, send a little tags and all whatever that up. Right, so now one person handle a hundred clients. That means that you're processing what it's giving you 22 work days a month. Right, so that means you're processing five freaking files a day. Right, so pro processing five files a day and getting a hundred clients means that you're getting what you're probably gonna get four clients a week. Five clients a week, let's say one client a day. One client a day with one client dropping off a week is 100 clients that you can sustain. That's not hard. Spending eight hours, you can process five files and then boom, one client a day. If you got the systems in place, probably three clients gonna call in out a day. Boom, that's good. So that one person that you hired to put there can handle 100 clients. That one person can handle $120,000 pipeline for you. They're making $4 an hour. You give them $6 an hour, they loyal forever. You hire them some help, now that's $10 an hour. 10 times 2080, and that's only working them 40 hours a week, right? 10 times 2080 because 40 times 52 is 2080, right? That means that $10, that means that two people times 2080, that's $20,800. That means that you're still clearing $90,000 just by having them there. And all you're doing is you're still staying in your 9 to 5 until you're ready to leave. You can choose to leave when you want to leave at that point. Now, why in the world, before we have that system out, are we trying to leave the 9 to 5? So that's my goal. This is our challenges for you. One of my challenges, um, and we're going to start this for the month of December because January is going to be rough. We're going to be doing taxes. We're going to be doing all kind of stuff, right? Hire a VA in December. Part-time, I don't care if you're doing them three hours a month, four hours, get a relationship with a VA right now. I don't care if it's costing you $20 a month. If you got one, that's cool, right? But we're going to do a workshop. We're going to do probably next week, I'm going to do another video in here on how to go on Upwork and hire one because everybody's not in a position to travel over there with us when we go, right? But that don't mean you shouldn't have access to the information. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a small workshop. I'm going to throw the video in here showing you how to go and hire somebody on Upwork. You're going to hire that person, might be two hours a week, five hours a week, four hours a week, until you start generating something to hand over to them so that you can have them in the position to process for you. Half of y'all outsourcing y'all clients for all this money a month where you can develop that in-house, right? Half of y'all, oh, it's because I'm a nine to five, I just don't have time to do it. Well, you can develop that in-house, right? So the thing is, is why don't you develop that first? Invest in yourself before you invest in anybody else. You deserve it. You don't think you do, but you deserve it. I tell my coaching clients all that time, all the time, 
You're only feeling this way because you feel like you don't deserve it. Right. And I've been telling my coaching clients this for three, four years. If you don't feel like you deserve it, you're never going to have it. So the thing is, is if you watch people come by you and build these businesses and do this and do that left and right, why in the world you think you can't do it? And I need y'all to chime in. I don't, you know, thank you for saying this is good, Kathy, but I want y'all to chime in. Like, because I want to help y'all with some of the problems y'all face. But the thing is, is we got to get in our right mindset to know when it's time to leave corporate America and when it's not. So I hope I gave y'all some tangible things that y'all can do mindset wise so that when it's time to, you know, say if I'm going to leave corporate America, you know what you got to put in place. So your goal now is to not say when I'm going to leave corporate America, because my first coaching call during the discovery and I said, what's your goal? My goal to leave corporate America by March. OK, what do you have in place to leave corporate America? Nothing. So how in the world are you going to leave corporate America by April? How are you going to leave corporate America by, by May? And you don't have anything in place right now to leave corporate America. If you want to leave corporate America by May and you're making $100,000 a year, you got to make salary plus benefits plus 25% to leave. Yes, you got to make salary plus benefits plus 25% to leave your corporate America job and start a business. And if you can't pay yourself, so if I can't leave corporate America and pay myself a salary of what I'm making plus benefits plus 25%, I'm not ready to leave corporate America yet. So the thing is, is to put that in place, if I'm making $100,000 a year, that means that by May, let's say six months, that means that I got to be on pace. So uh, what benefits, let's say $10,000 a year plus another $25,000, that's $135,000. I got to be on pace to hit $135,000. I got to have a sixty-eight thousand dollar plan between now and uh may which means that if i break that down that means i gotta have eleven thousand dollar a month or eleven thousand five hundred dollar a month plan in place or nearly twelve thousand dollar a month plan in place right right now and if i'm not generating anything towards twelve thousand dollars in january starting in february everything i'm talking about leaving the corporate america is not set up yet so now you got to really like map that stuff out before you just say, I got a goal and I want to do it. Let me just be real with you. Half of the people that's in these groups saying they got X amount of clients, you got to you gotta probably just break that down and say they got one fourth of what they're saying they got. Half of the people that's on here talking about they do this and they do that, you got to realize half of them don't, aren't really doing what they're saying they're doing. So you have to be real careful there, right? So hold on one second. So that's why... Like one of the main things that you got to focus on is a step-by-step -step program or a step-by-step -step, uh, things that you want to put in place to make sure that the growth plan is there and you got to have a growth plan. So can somebody just type below because I don't want to sound like I'm preaching. And plus, because you got to realize, yep, self-employment tax. You, and if you're not an S-Corp, you automatically get hit with 15.3 self-employment tax off the rim. So that means that every dollar you make, Uncle Sam, getting 15.3 cents of it. That means you're making 84 cents of every dollar before you even get into federal and state tax. Uncle Sam taking that with self-employment tax. And the reason why is because that's the portion of employee-employer share of the uh, Social Security and Medicaid, right? So when, by the time you and your employer pay Social Security and Medicaid, that's 15.3%. But when you're working for yourself, ain't no employer share because you're the employer, right? So they're going to take that whole 15.3% going to Uncle Sam, which means that, that they snatching that before federal and, um, and state get taken out. And the federal and state is going to get taken out on the, on the top, on the growth. So it ain't 
you know, you you gotta you gotta really be careful there. That's why you gotta have that that gross of what you making plus that thirty five or plus that benefit plus twenty five percent before you even think about leaving that. So um some of y'all, do y'all mind sharing what plans do y'all have in place between now and 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 so before we even get started, before y'all type that, um it's okay to be vulnerable, and I'm not just saying that. I, I don't care about your business. I don't care about, you know, I'm not in your business. I'm here to help, right? So if it's nothing that you can tell me that you're going through or struggling with in your business that I haven't went through. I didn't had it. I didn't lost it. I didn't had it. I didn't lost it. I didn't had it. I lost it and I had it, right? I didn't owe the IRS. I didn't did so many. I didn't got fined. I didn't, so it's nothing that I haven't, you know, that you can say that I haven't went through, right? The most embarrassing things. I mean, just a couple years ago, I'm out here to credit Google with a 500 credit score at the time. So I understand building a business is hard. I had a million dollar company. I was making 1.5 million the same year that I was two months behind on my mortgage, charging every single credit card off. It's not that I ain't know about credit. The reality is I knew everything about credit, just couldn't pay the bills because payroll was important, right? So the thing is, there's nothing you can say to say, oh, I'm embarrassed to say this because I'll put it out there. I done did it, I done been there and done, done that. So in order for me to help you with what you're going through, I need to know what you're struggling with. So that's why, you know, just chime in from time to time and say, hey, I'm dealing with this. You know, this is my biggest problem. So what are some of you guys' biggest problems right now and biggest holdups and what's holding you guys back? All right, so while we waiting on that, hey, what's up, Roxy? That girl killing it. Look, that's man. Look, Roxana Wilson. She's on this right here. When you when it comes to my real estate investing, she's a beast. To my wholesaling, all of that, right? That like a million dollars is gonna be like at her at her uh below her feet. So I mean, she's killing it. So Sydney uh, said I had to put a pause on my business because I couldn't get any clients and I couldn't keep paying for something that wasn't making me money. So that's my biggest problem right now. Thank you for sharing that, Sydney. So think about this, Sydney. There's so many coaches out there telling you, do this, do that, do this. And that's dangerous because it just sounds good, but they don't put themselves in your shoes. Now think about this. Um, the reason why people like rap, like me, I came from the trap, right? I came from... You know, my parents, I mean, they ended up like real dope, right? I, but I, I came from a household, both of, both of my parents was doing drugs. I came up in a household with holes in the floor where I had to jump over the hole to sit on the toilet and hope the toilet don't like fall over. It was like leaning, almost about to fall in the hole, right? Where you could see mice running. We had a pet cat that used to go get the mice, right? Because like that was ours. Like it was scared. And, you know, we just didn't want to bring friends in. And the sewage like ran under. So people was like, oh my God, it was it stink. Right. So we had hand-me-down clothes. A lot of times the water was cut off, which means that you, you know, you don't know the real struggle till you grab the hose, the water hose, and put it to the neighbor's house to run water in the sink, right? And like wash uh cold duck baths in the sink and stuff like that. So that's that's where I came from, right? So the thing about that is when no matter how much money i would ever make and no matter how much success i would ever have 
Ken and Brandon are probably the only two that know where I'm really from. And they can tell you it's a hellhole. They I took them to my hometown. And they can vouch for it. And I'm not just saying it to say it, to say it right? They they went there and they like, it ain't no hope for nobody around here. It's a hellhole, right? The reality though, it's the hood, it's the trap, um, where you're gonna sell dope or you gonna uh you know, you just gonna rob people, or you're gonna work at Super Walmart. That was it. You work at Walmart, you you balling out, or you driving trucks, right? So my thing is when I hear a rapper, no matter how successful I get, when I hear a rapper tell his story, I immediately identify with it. So when people say, man, yes, that's, that's, that music sucked. The music or the beat you might not like, but the story that he's telling, I can immediately feel the pain of where he's coming from. I identify it, so I buy it, right? And so when I identify with it, I'm going to support it. The biggest thing is people telling you, get your ideal client, get your ideal client. No, your ideal client should find you because they should know your story. The thing is, is we're so busy chasing people saying that's my... If you're chasing a type of client and saying that's the kind of kind, the type of client I want, that's no different than being a kid saying that's my car. You playing fantasy land with a person that you want to buy from you. You can't make everybody like you. The reality is, uh, like, look, Tay, Tay, no, Tay was like, I do too. So she is still more. She know. So the reality, and, and she know where I came from, right? So the thing is, and let's not be bashing. Like my parents, they they ended up real dope. I mean, you know, they kicked it they you know i mean they they turned their life around so i can talk about it freely now you know what i'm saying so um but i support what i identify with so sydney you have to make sure that you are who you are identify who you are and then make sure that your story gets told people gonna support you based on your story all you need to do is just tell it so when you're telling it you just need that one person to say hmm i feel her I know exactly what she's going through. I can relate to that. And that's exactly what people buy into. People buy into people, not businesses. So your story has to get told. You can't be going out there chasing somebody else and saying, that's my ideal client. Your ideal client will find you based on your story because you either inspire them, one, or they've been through it. The thing about it is nobody wants to go through anything alone. They just want to know somebody else went through it and they had to answer. So they will be paying you for your struggles and what you went through. Share that. Stop trying to go and everybody talking about put your makeup, put your lashes, put this on and be perfect. Everybody can see through that. The reality is people can see through fake. But if you just be you, people will like you for you. They're going to identify and your client base is going to grow like crazy. That's why the artists that y'all like, man, he suck at rapping. They don't, but they're not buying his music because he can rap. They buying his music because they identify it. So when you tell your story, that's something that people are embarrassed to tell. That's something, oh, they're going to judge me. The reality is I'd rather you sit here and know who I am and what I went through than for me to try to fake it to get your money. Therefore, to never align and never work. So the reason you haven't got your clients, I'm not saying that you haven't told your story. It's just haven't got out there enough. You should be telling that all the time. Let them decide if they're going to work with you or not. I guarantee you, your client base is going to be amazing. And then you're going to identify you might have some clients that's not for you, right? But the thing is, is your whole business has to be built around your story. It has to. And if it's not, then, I mean, why did you start it? You know, so the only people that, you know, so, I mean, don't go in there and be like, oh, I started because I wanted to make money. That's not going to help, right? Who are you trying to help? So the thing is, is step one, identify who you are. Once you find out who you really are, 
you're going to be able to target people just like you because you're going to be talking to them. I talk to a lot of people in small towns to help them get out of the mindset of what I went through. And Tay is from Stillmore, so I know exactly what she went through. It's so hard what people in small towns to get them to believe in something, right? So that's my target because if they can see that I did it, it can make them believe. But without seeing me go through it and seeing me come out of the story, there's no way they're going to believe in it. So the thing is, is people don't like you complaining. People don't like you. That's why nobody really like people complaining. What people like is... Yeah, if you complain, they want to hear the solution of how you got through. The only time they want to hear you talking bad about yourself is how did you get through it? They want the cheat code. People pay for the cheat code. People pay for credit repair because you had the answer. They got a cheat code so they don't have to go through it. People pay for Facebook because it's an easier way to talk to someone. Well, they don't pay, but um, they pay for marketing on Facebook. It's a cheat code, a quick way to do something. People pay for convenience. So what you're doing is you're going through it first to be able to have the story to sell the solution to them. People buy solutions, that's it. Oh, definitely genuinely help people. So Jennifer said, for me, I haven't been able to get consistent deletions and it's been crushing my confidence and I don't have a dispute flow in place from lead to graduation. I'm struggling to get a dispute flow together because I haven't figured out what works and how to make it work. Um, get with L, get, if you got with L already, um, inbox us uh, three-way. Let's see if we can figure something out for you. You don't have any kind of dispute flow in place. We, we, we need to figure it out. So Karen said, I have a story I needed to hear that light bulb moment. Most definitely. Your story, your story is everything. Uh, don't just make, you know, boy, I've been seeing some people like just making up something like, yeah, man, I, I had this girl run around to my, she got abused and her sister like busted out on her page. Like, you know, you never got abused and molested and like she went crazy, like telling. So just man, as long as your story genuine and people identify with it, are you good? You real good. Like you said, I didn't start the right way with the plan processes, et cetera. So I'm stagnant and having to rebound. But remember, done is better than perfect. Perfect never gets done. Never stop. Stopping is quitting, right? It's okay to take a breather and like just, hey, get it together. I mean, sometimes money run out. Sometimes, you know, things run out. Like I just remember times where me and Kayla, I'm, when I say went through the struggle, I remember we we went through the struggle. And that's what made us closer, though. I remember times like, you know, coming home and boom, like the house, the, the first house we had, calling ourselves, get another house and want to rob us. I remember coming, coming, coming home and getting it foreclosed, right? And the thing is, is, I remember right after that, we had a maxima, uh, you know, and going through the foreclosure process, having to get everything out, pulling the car in, pulling the uh, U-Haul the up, pulling the car in behind it, getting it repo while we getting the stuff out from foreclosure. Like me and Kayla really went through that. And the thing about it is when a client is coming and they in duress, like life about to fall apart, the reality is I've been there. And when you've been somewhere and a person knows that you've been somewhere, they will listen to you 10 times faster. So now let's say you're the person they're coming to for help versus another company, and you got that story to tell that's genuine. Now you you tapping in or identifying with them on another level. The thing is, is if that wouldn't have happened with me and Kayla, I wouldn't have learned what RESPA was. Come to find out the person who sold us, uh, sold us the house, the broker, and the person who developed the, uh, the whole subdivision, right? We're married to each other. And they didn't share that. She didn't share that because they're married, anything that he made 
she had a con it was a conflict of interest because she gained in that right and she didn't disclose that in the <clears throat> agreement during closing the closing statement which means that also you know i'm not giving credit advice or legal advice or anything but you know i found out during the repo period that <clears throat> that the uh you know being that we financed it at a dealership the bank wasn't there which means it's a contract sale instead of an auto loan right auto loans can be done through banks for the auto loan it was a contract sale because the sales manager at the bank saw um had me sign that contract and they sold that contract which means it wasn't an auto loan which means it was coded different and you can't repossess a contract sale which means that repossess showed up there's no such thing as a repossession when you get it through there so therefore boom our credit dropped and then we immediately got it back just because of those two things right there and life was good again. So the thing is, I took that struggle that we went through to start blessing other people. So take your struggles. Don't be scared to go through them. People hire coaches, people going to all this because they're scared to fail. I want a shortcut. I don't want to fail. But if you fail a different way than everybody else, you got a solution that nobody else has. Always remember that. Don't be scared to fail because you'll be able to sell a solution at 10 times more than anybody else because they don't have a solution because they never went through it. Always remember that. So... She said, I'm struggling with the technology. We're going to get you right, Ms. Roller, on the technology part. She said, I feel ashamed that I'm not better with the web. No, that's so. I, 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 I feel your pain. I, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. So me and you are going to have to have a sit down. Um, we, I think we got your, the walkthrough on your system uh, next week, too, so that we can go ahead and, you know. So... You know, Stavana said, I'm struggling with obtaining clients while converting my leads. The ones I have now pay when they want to. Also, affiliates who actually send in referrals. I do know I need assistance with a virtual assistant. I'm still learning. I'm working on hosting my first webinar. If you need help with that webinar, let me know. So now when it comes to converting my leads, where are these leads coming from? So are these leads that come, are they coming in for credit repair help? Or are they coming in because they identify with your story? So those are two things. People who come in and say, hey, Derek, I already been following you. I know you. I don't have to tell them anything, right? They've identified with what they know I give. They know, you know. So the thing is, is one thing I learned, though, when my mom always said it, I heard somebody else say it a different way, but I guess it's all come from the same place. Make sure that your servant's room is bigger than your ego. Always be willing to sweep up, right? So I, what I took from that is never be a scared, never be too big to serve right because serving once you give something your hand is already open ready to take something back in and the thing is, is if the ego gets in the way of that that's when we start destroying our company our businesses and everything that we work for the thing is is if you give somebody something it automatically opens up their heart and it opens up trust right so if you give them something that helps them rather if it's a story or anything they're going to be grateful for you so that when they do approach you about working with you it's, it comes with gratuity instead of coming with, uh, what, what is it called? You People that you help first will never come and be like, well, how I know you're not going to scam me? How I know this? Because you've already given them something, which means you open up their heart and you open up trust with them. So always figure out a way before you want something from somebody, ask how you can serve. So for the people who don't have clients, what I would ask you is what are you giving to those clients that you want? The reason why y'all are even on here right now is because of the information that I gave you even before you dropped $3. I gave you so much information for free that it was so easy to come on here because I gave you something first. If I would have never gave you anything, there's no way in the world you would be on here. So 
before you want something from anybody, what are you giving them? Give 10 times what you want to get from somebody, and then you'll realize, yeah, you're going to always realize you're giving more than you're getting, but then you're going to be giving, giving a half until you're going to stop counting what you're giving. You're going to look around at that bank account, and you're going to be like, wow, I'm getting things, because once you plant that seed, it's going to grow abundantly. You got to plant the seed first. So what tasks do you recommend delegating to the VA before leaving corporate America? Everything that you want to walk into or don't want. So the thing is, is you're using that VA to replace you. It's kind of like the VA is the guinea pig. What will you be doing if you left corporate America on a day-to-day? -day? That's what your VA is going to be doing so that when your VA creates enough revenue stream so that when you leave corporate America, if they create enough to leave corporate America with everything doing it the way you would have done it, then if they don't work out, you know you wouldn't have worked out. So now, boom, it's, it's not working. So if you put the thing in place to where the day-to-day -day gets handled, 100 clients can get handled. Hey, I need you to close these clients out. This is how you're going to process them on the phone. This is how, you know, these are the customer service. These are the automations in place. Tag them. This is how you do a case review so that they don't call over and over. And then, boom, so they send the case review out. They do this on task. The automations go in, 37 days, boom, they get in the email, process this client again, boom. If they payment skip, they ain't going to go to process, right? They're going to go to payment skip on hold. So you got to build the automations out to, like, route them, right? So now when they built out and you got them in, a, in you know, in the right way to where it can communicate and manage where the client is going to go, one VA can handle them. And then now the thing is, is instead of hiring a person, you got a system in place. And the system is going to replace the need to keep hiring people. And you just got one VA managing that system. Hire people to manage systems instead of you doing it. So now what's going to happen, your goal, 100 clients, you get 100 clients paying you $89.99 a month, $89 to $99 a month. Guess what? I don't think anybody on here can't live off $10,000 a month. If you can't, then you probably need a budget uh, analyst or something, or you just bought it out. Or, you you know, I need to be learning from you. So if you can't live off ten grand a month, that's a problem. So, Kathy Nicole, so I'm available as a virtual assistant. And Kathy, so and even with you, if you're really good and passionate and got experience in customer service, marketing, and advertising, what I would do if I was you is I wouldn't offer myself like that. What I would do is I would actually bring about three to four VAs in, train them up so that they're just like you. And then instead of saying, hey, I'm available, hey, I have a team available. So now instead of hiring you, for $12 an hour, you can take that $12 an hour because now you got a person doing it at four. you clearing $8 per person. You see what I'm saying? So the thing is, is always think about not what I can do. I'm lazy. I'm, I can tell you I'm lazy. If you hired me to do a job for you, like, and I had to actually work like a nine to five, like, I would be fired. Like, I know I'm going to be late. Um, I know that I'm really hard to be told what to do. Like, that's why I can't go back to corporate America because, like, my thing is if I call in and I can't call in, then, yeah, it just ain't going to work out, right? But my whole motto got to be it. How Anything I do, how can I replace me? Heck, if I can find somebody to do these videos with the passion that I got, I promise I wouldn't be doing them, right? But I just like I like doing this stuff. It's kind of like an addiction. It's kind of crazy. It's, it's weird. But... Um, other than that, though, if I had to like the labor work stuff, oh, I mean, I, 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 I hate that stuff. Like, I'm the worst employee 
ever. So don't be like, Derek, like if life get worse, you know, bad for me and like, you know, you want to help me out and give me a job, I'm warning you now, don't do it. Like I won't pan out. I can honestly tell you that. So yeah, just man, figure out ways to, what am I doing? How can I replace myself? And what's my premium product? And what products I got that if they can't afford my premium products that I can hire, that, that I can make money on in the interim, right? Because the thing is, everybody don't go to Burger McDonald or Burger King for the Whopper, right? You might get something off the dollar menu. But the thing is, is now we build on the report, right? Like I got a client right now that just opened up a second barbershop. And he, you know, was kind of stubborn. Well, most of them are. But he started the subscription program. Because now he's in a location where people want to, you know, feel important. So if they come in, they don't like waiting. So now what's happening is he created this subscription program. The, subscription, the crazy thing is um, you put your card on file, right? And the subscription is only $19 a month. No, $9 a month. I'm sorry. That don't cover your haircut, though. But the $9 a month per, uh, subscription allows you to make appointments and make sure that you get your appointment when you come in. So let's say if you didn't have a subscription and you walked in there at twelve fifty, and they're getting off ahead at about twelve fifty eight, and you walk in for your one o'clock appointment, now that person was sitting there don't get service because you had an appointment, and they like how you move before me? No, he's a premium client. He had an appointment. You walk in, so which means that you know. Sorry, it went off, but um, I was talking about the barber. Um, he opened a second barbershop. He created a subscription. Um, and within that subscription, what he did was, uh, yeah, so within that subscription, what he did was $9 a month. So for the people who didn't want to wait, um, they had the appointment. So for the people who went in there before the people with the appointment had to wait it out until all the appointments was done. So they might have to wait an hour for a haircut. Um, which made the conversion a lot easier because next time you come and you don't want to wait, you can get an appointment only. Appointments is only for our premium clients, though. And what happened is out of every four people that came in, three converted the first time into a premium subscription. So imagine having 100 people on clientele at a $10 subscription. That's an automatic $1,000 a month that you're getting on top of the haircut, on top of the premium rate for the haircut on appointment only. So it was a really dope idea that allowed him to just like just free up extra money. And the cool thing about it is his barbers in there liked it because it kept them busy and it kept them booked. He gets the $10 a month though for their subscription. So, you know, he was up to like 400 subscriptions between everybody in there and it kept them, you know, kept them pretty good though. Because that's you know that that four thousand a month. I think his like rent in that barbershop was only like twenty five hundred. So it covered that. It covered utilities, and he was pretty much at a zero expense um, with that. And it was cool because now he was able to open up a second barbershop and do the same thing, sell items. And what the subscription does is on those like twenty dollar items that he was selling that he was already getting an override on, they get like a two dollar discount. So they you know now he was able to sell supplies shirts, things like that from there because if you tell them they're getting a $3 discount, they're looking at a deal, right, versus looking at what they got to buy. So it ended up it ended up really dope because then when you come in, started a referral program, he automated it to where if you refer somebody and they come back for a second time, then you get a free haircut. The problem is if they come back for a second time, they probably going to come back for 10 more, and then they probably going to get the subscription on a monthly that's going to cover the cost for your haircut in the first place. 
So um, now he was able to put one, you know, he was able to put one at Stockbridge and he got one at McDonald's. So it was dope. Um, you know, so like I said, no matter what you're doing, you can create ways to generate the revenue. The cool thing about him, though, is when people call to make appointments or when they try to book them online and all of that, he has a VA overseas, right? That's in the Philippines now that's calling you before your appointment. That's confirming everything and all they do is they work like five hours a day making sure that the appointments are gonna show up And then if the appointments don't confirm it's in the agreement if you don't confirm by this amount of time boom You know, you don't necessarily lose your money if that spot get filled But if it doesn't then you lose your money if you don't show up cool thing is like once you start your subscription The card is on file so he haven't had no shows or none of that and the systems are working pretty dope and he has a VA and basically all barbers. So he don't even have to have a person in that barbershop handling anything. He got a person sitting home in the Philippines making $4 an hour managing that whole those whole two barbershops. Well, one for now and the second one just about, you know, opening up. So they'll be managing both. So I hope that's now I don't see y'all no more. Okay, there we go. See y'all now. I commented. I guess the comments come up late here. Oh, there y'all go. See y'all popped up. All right. So yeah, but that's uh that's it for the night. I'm gonna try to go live every night in here. I got y'all up to like one o'clock in the morning, and I gotta get my behind up. Um in like four hours so thank y'all for being up late with me i know y'all on the west coast is still kind of early over there but it's like one in the morning here and i wanted to get on and just you know give y'all some value so uh and i like this crowd because i can like interact with y'all a lot better than just a bunch of trolls out here that I, I don't even know exist so yeah so from time to time just type stuff in the group give me ideas on what to talk about in here but we are going to start these challenges um, one month. We got to have a dope challenge going on from month to month. And we go, you know, we'll knock it out. So it's good talking to y'all. See y'all around. And y'all be blessed.